Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Three Ravens, the podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones, the greatest show on television. I'm here at the Ben's Brewing Company studios. My name is Ben Hanton, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts as we count down this final season of Game of Thrones. I'm joined here by my co-hosts tonight, Brooke Lancaster, Josh Kramer. Thank you for coming in. What are you guys thinking this week? How are you feeling? Pumped. I'm excited. I got that like giddy feeling when like you're about to go on vacation. It's like all you can think about all week, and I just got butterflies. So it feels good. And so the next the next several weeks on Sunday nights, you have everything figured out, right? Like no commitments, no parties, no. You're you're going to be sitting at home watching the show. Well, Dish is making me a little nervous because they got rid of HBO. You know. Oh, you still have have that blackout situation? Yeah, they have no contract. So I have HBO now, and I haven't shared my password username with anybody because I'm not going to risk it. So to watch... (laughs) Getting kicked out on Game of Thrones. So to watch HBO now, do you it's live, right? You can watch it live with HBO now. Oh, there's also an on-demand option, though? There's Go and Now. Yeah, so I have Go because I have DirecTV, but so you're going to be... You can't watch it live with that, no. Right. But with HBO now, as soon as it airs, it it comes on and you can watch it. Okay. It's the same price. So we all know where we're going to be. Where I'm going to be is probably in bed with a two-year-old sitting next to me trying to go to sleep and I'm going to be like hitting pause frequently trying to get the kid to sleep so I can watch the episode with AirPods in and the whole deal. So Brooke, you brought us gifts tonight. You betcha. Tell us about those gifts. Well, I brought everybody their house and I kind of asked you guys what you like for your house and so I brought t-shirts and I'm Targaryen but Targaryen and Stark kind of go together now so I have a uh, kind of a, it looks like a political Stark, <laughs> Stark Targaryen make Westeros great again <laughs> campaign. Kramer got a classic Stark. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Yeah, you're kind of a serious guy, so I had a really... I, I, I think mine is, is the best. Yes, okay. um, so describe mine. <laughs> so I when I asked you, you were like, well, I like Targaryen, but really like Olena Tyrell so oh, she's the she's she's just kind of a one. yeah she's the OG so <laughs> I found uh I don't know how to you're gonna have to post a picture of it but it's basically I will uh, I will some, post the pic wearing kinda, this but Lady like, Elena yeah. uh she's got sunglasses on and she's got a just a smug face and it says it was me owning it because yeah. <laughs> uh as you know she took out Joffrey which was uh, a great thing for everyone although it said in place a few of unintended circumstances but you also brought another gift tonight and that's for our co-host our guest co-host tonight so introduce us to your guest co-host and what you brought him well it's we're gonna bring out his inner khaleesi tonight (laughs) (laughs) you you want me to spell it or you want a short picture okay well he's got he has a khaleesi wig and uh, his little drogon and we'll see how good he can say dracarys this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself and tell us why you're here. Are uh, you a fan of this show? My name is Ryan Rolfs. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show, a huge fan of the books, um, and I often get into plenty of conversations with Brooke on Facebook about what's going to happen. What, um, are, what are your Game of Thrones credentials? My credentials? Um, I don't want to talk about how many times I've watched this, watched the series, <laughs> like overall. Um, I don't want to talk about how many times I've watched season seven specifically. Um, I've gone through the books three times, I think. I, I've been waiting for, for a uh, fourth go-through until um, Winds of Winter came out, so maybe I'll never get to do it. Okay, um, right. We'll find out. Have you uh, read the Tales of Dunkin' Egg and all uh, those? I have, and I've loved them. Yeah, those are awesome. I thought they were like, really fun. Yeah, right. And they're quick reads, too. They're super yeah. easy. Yeah. It's, like you're, you know, it's like you're watching the same thing, but almost halfway a kid's show. Right. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Well, thanks for being our first guest host. So the three of us are going to do this the whole season. <clears throat> which is a short season, so we don't have that much work ahead of us. But we're going to have different co-hosts each week, and uh, thanks for making the trip down to Yankton to talk with us. So we all talked about on the last episode, which was a teaser episode, essentially, we talked about the trailers that have been coming out and some of the teasers that have been coming out. Since that time, YouTube had, like, three new teasers come out. Um, let's all talk about what we learned from those. Well, the one that kind of struck with me was the Aftermath teaser or whatever, when it was just like oh. dead Winterfell, and yeah. like it just starts flipping through all these scenes. Like you see Bronze chair broken up at the bottom of the stairs, you see Jamie's hand laying in the snow. 
I think Danny's dragon chain was hanging from one of the wagons or something. Uh, obviously, uh, John's sword was stuck in the snow, so kind of had like a little eerie feeling. It kind of makes me think like we're gonna get the Battle of Winterfell like right away. I mean, right I, so what we're supposed to mean, what we're supposed to learn from that is that this happens right away, and everybody that we love on the show is dead. <laughs> well, probably not, not exactly how it's gonna go. Is that right? Yeah, when I first watched it, I thought. By the way, that clinking you're hearing is everybody's drinking up here tonight. (laughs) So it's a little loose, and uh, I think that signifies, according to Cersei's rules, that nobody is pregnant here tonight. And we drink and we know things. (laughs) Okay, so you were saying. No, I think, you know, when I first watched it, I'm like, you know, this is it. We're done. This is it. This is the end of all of us, (laughs) all of our houses. We're done. But then I was thinking, and that no, like, they are. The creators are so strategic because there were so many leaks and so many, like, mm. leading up to the last season, there was so much, like, people that ruined it. And I think that they're really throwing us off. So I, I kind of wonder, maybe this is a brand vision. Maybe this is something. Maybe they're just oh. messing with us. They really want to turn our brains into what maybe we don't want to think. But we're so all brand's visions aren't necessarily accurate. Or maybe um, they are in an alternate reality. Or maybe like he's seeing timeline. the future. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so... The odds are, though, obviously, if there was this big battle, it's not happening on the first episode, right? It's the third episode. It, it, it has been said that it's the third episode. Okay. How, mm-hmm. are you, how are you sleuthing that? It's kind of been all over the place that this is, um, I don't know, you remember? Have you seen? I mean, the, literally, this has kind of been, like, said, because like, episode three is where it's the longest and where, like, all, I don't know, it's everybody kind of knows I think that. they put it out somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. I, I remember somebody posting that um, it, it occurs at the same time as Avengers Endgame. So yeah, and I think one of the actors in, in uh, TV, <laughs> TV and cinematic history. Yeah, one of the actors said it too. Yeah, because it took eleven weeks to film. But that was kind of my first thought when I watched that trailer: was who hired the guy from Avengers to write this season? <laughs> I mean, I, and does that mean we're just going to get another one afterwards too? Yeah. But I, I really think it's just like a red herring. Yeah, I, I, you I know, think I think so it's too. not anything that's going to actually happen. Um, but it's meant to keep everyone on their toes. Right. Okay. So in some of the teasers we've been seeing. Uh, Oh, Varys and uh, Tyrion looking up at the sky. They're looking pretty puzzled, which probably means there's a dragon coming over. But Tyrion's seen dragons before. So what's different about this dragon? Why does he look like that? Maybe John riding it? I'm thinking that's exactly right. John might have mounted a dragon for the first time. Right. And Tyrion's a little jealous, maybe. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of, that's kind of one of those things that everyone knows is going to happen. He's going to ride a dragon. Like, he has to. So what else did we see in these teasers? Tell me about Arya. What have we learned from her? What's her role going to be? I just, I still am kind of wondering what's happening down in the crypts with her in that first one. Um, when she looks so terrified. So terrified. Yeah. And, and I really can't figure it out. One of the things that kind of pops into my mind is that you hear a couple of different times in the series them talk about like the voice from the abyss sort of thing. Um, when, when Varys was cut, um, he talks about that to Tyrion earlier on. He also then is reminded of that by the high priest and marine um, of exactly what was said. They don't actually say it, but I'm wondering if something like that is going on. Um, but the easiest one to jump to is the idea of the Starks, the Starks rising again and coming at her. So, yeah, right. The the crypts are going to be romanced from the the White Walkers can romance the dead. And so her relatives are going to be attacking her. That's that's an easy guess, right? It's an easy guess. Yeah. I want the great other. I think that'll be great. Um, <laughs> I think that might be what it is in the book, but I don't know if that's what they're going to do in the show. Is if that, right? that does happen, though, is Ned even there in the crypts? Is his whole body there? Is his head there? Just bones. That. I don't believe so. Yeah. yeah it's just bones. Because um, they, like, they, they made that clear a couple of times. It's just his bones. Yeah, but I mean, so like... Bones is enough for whites to exist, right? So we could, but you wouldn't see Ned's face, is what you're saying. Yeah, I I don't think you'd know it from any other skeleton. And uh, they're not going to have time to create a new character. So (laughs) what about Liana? She's probably the next fresh set of bones there. Yeah, she's still intact, hopefully. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want it. I don't want like a bunch of dead Starks coming up that would and chasing Arya around the crypts. That would just that would break my heart. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Hopefully, it's something else. I don't know. I'm ready for Arya's faceless man plot to come together. Like, that was, like, one with the show that I really struggled on, where I was like, gosh, I just don't know where they're going with this. Like, the whole Bravos thing, like, I was following, but it just wasn't my favorite plot line ever. 
And I think that they're very good about not having continuity errors. Like everything yeah. is going to come full circle. And Nikolaj, the guy that plays um, Jamie, he says every plot line is going to make a full circle and it's going to all come together. Like he said that in interviews. So, so there's only one thing that can happen then if if she spent time with the Faceless Man and Jack and it's, it's what? That her sword dancer is back? That he was jocking the whole time. I mean, what are we to expect from from her time in Bravos? Or this whole faceless man? She's going to use it as a weapon, as a big, like bigger than when she killed off a whole family of the phrase. Right. So, like when she potentially wears <laughs> Jamie's face, because she can wear the faces of the living too, right? Correct. Um, so she could possibly use somebody else's face to kill somebody like Cersei. Yeah, she could also use Cersei's face to direct the Golden Company. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, you, you could see that go any direction. I don't know where her storyline's going to go. Um, and I thought it got a little bit stale in season seven a bit, um, but I'm still excited to see where it goes. I still think, though, that the I think the Golden Company's coming over to the side of the living some way or another. I mean, everybody will hopefully come to the side of the living at one point. Uh, what the hell Cersei? are watching the show for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about Cersei. Can she? <laughs> she might be an army of the dead kind of person. Yeah, I don't know... Um, I don't know that we've seen humanity out of her yet, have we? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm still, you know, so last time we kind of talked a little bit about, Tyr- like, teasing about Tyrion being a Targaryen, and then Kramer and I went and we sat at the bar and had a beer and we were looking at the and the World of Ice and Fire book, and I kind of went home and looked at a couple of things. You know, there's a lot of teas out there that Jamie and Cersei might be Targaryens. I know that's a far fetch, but we know that the Mad King had a infatuation with Joanna, and we know that there's like a dead paragraph in World of Ice and Fire that George Martin wrote that where like he like there was like this time that they spent together, and then boom, she went to Casterly Rock and had the twins, and she's obsessed with um, wildfire. She's paranoid. She's going mad. She's like, the mad queen. Like you just, I guess you don't know. I, I'm yeah. not, con- like, it's crazy to think that that could, it could go off in that way, but they have put plot lines together a lot quicker than what, you know, for other things in the past. So in that so, idea, Tyrion could be the only Lannister. Legit Lannister. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Tywin's worst nightmare. And <laughs> yeah, him, him right. and Jamie both no killed son their of fathers. Mine. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, does that tell us then that Jamie is Azor High? Is that what's going on here, Brooke? I, I, I guess I don't know. It could be. But, yeah, that Jamie and Tyrion both killed their fathers then. That would be a crazy plot twist because we all, we all think that Jamie's going to be the one that kills Cersei. Yeah. And yep. you mentioned Azura High. He makes that famous sword by stabbing in those mm-hmm. loved one's heart. So. Well, but before we came up here, I, we were kind of talking downstairs. Yeah, and I said that I was just watching more episodes last night, of course. Um, I watched the episode, I watched a little bit of the episode where they go into Dragonstone, into the mines, and they look at the sketches on the wall. One of the sketches looks like it's missing a right hand. Boom. Mm. And next to it, you have a sketch of two others that have a star right in between them. Um, and so, I, I, I think Jamie's critical. I would yeah. love if, if Jamie was Azor Ahai. I don't think it's how it's going to go. I know who Azor Ahai is. Who's it's, that? It's Sir the Pounce? hound. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hound. I mean, what's he been doing hanging around this fire and being so afraid of fire the whole time? That's going to come into play, too, I think. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Hanging out with... Uh, uh, oh, what's his name that uh, that dies all the time and comes back? Beric. Beric, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. He, he's hanging out with a... He's going to take up Beric's flaming sword at <laughs> yeah. the end. And, and uh, the but fire he, doesn't scare him anymore. He's fled from battle because of fire before. Right. But, you know, going off that same thing, you know, last time we were here, we were also talking about... Um, about how Tyrion said to her, like, I'm going to get you back, like, when your joy turns to ashes. Mm-hmm. And since we talked last, I've rewatched pretty much every episode. And every time ashes are ever mentioned anywhere, it's only in the context of burning and dragons. So I think I still, I'm going to stand my ground saying that this, the end of Cersei is going to come something with burning and ashes, or that's all going to come full circle. I could totally be wrong. So the, <laughs> the people who would protect her are the mountain and Kyburn and are they both on her side or is that to be determined? I think that there is something that could set off the mountain who obviously is ordered by Kyburn, right? The mountain is loyal to Kyburn. Right. So if, if she betrays Kyburn in some way, it's over for her. Yeah, maybe. I, Kyburn's an interesting character because I always like find myself kind of like rooting for him. Though he's like, because he's like, really? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. He, yuck. 
<laughs> well, like he just he's a useful guy. Like he always seems to make the right move and like the right move. Well, well for his a situation. deadly move, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, what I mean, like he just yeah. he. Oh. He's effective. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I always kind of wish, God, you know, Starks could use a guy like that. But, you know. So, so is Clegan Bowl going to happen? Is the Mountain versus the Hound going to happen? And how might we see that play out? I ha- it has to happen at this mm-hmm. point. The hype is real. I mean, it's we've they've even teased it in the show. Um, you know, it's what what fans have been talking about for a long time. But it really has to happen. Um, I don't think it's going to be like the end of the series sort of thing, but I think we're going to see it um, maybe after the Battle of Winterfell. I, I personally think the Battle of Winterfell is going to happen S- episode three. It's going to go horribly, yeah. and we're going to have a nice little showdown in King's Landing that is going to, in a way, have three sides going All right. at once. So I would like to talk a little bit more about episode three coming up, but we need to get to episode one, and before we even do that, we need to talk about how things left last year so you guys have been re-watching what happens at the end of last season and what are some of those significant takeaways we should all remember there's a dragon that's been romanced from the from the depths of a you know the dragon's dead and it's at the bottom of the sea frozen sea and it's drug up by the chains that's significant <laughs> yeah that was heartbreaking and that was one that's one of those that i like could that when they burn uh, Stannis' daughter. I just can't watch those uh. episodes. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode six and seven, they both like leave you feeling like you're going to end on a nice note, and then they cut to a White Walker scene. Right. Um, and both of those White Walker scenes are just devastating. Yeah. So we know that they're marching closer. They just tore down the wall in East Watched by the Bay. Yep. So they're, they're heading downward. We left pretty much everybody at King's Landing besides uh, our John and... Danny and then Jamie leaves to go there. The hound is still in King's Landing, I believe. It's where we left him. And I think so. No, he's he's not still in King's Landing, is he? I don't know. He would have left. But we didn't see him leave. True. And then same with Braun. We don't know where Braun ended. Yeah, that's up. that was my only question mark is where's because he didn't leave with Jamie and Jamie's clearly heading north to rep with the rest of the gang, but yeah, I don't. I don't know what Bron, where Bron's at, and what he's gonna do. I'm very worried about his safety. Right. I just don't I'm think worried. Bron. I don't think Bron makes it out. Very, his loyalty. Very so, one big thing, like they have really, really like stressed about sell swords. They are paid and by the highest bidder. And so, Bron is a sell sword. The Golden Company are all sell swords. And Bron told Jamie, "I'm not gonna be around when those when those uh, dragons start spitting fire. I'm gonna. You can't pay me enough for that." Mm-hmm. So his loyalty has been laid on the line. He's told Tyrion that from the beginning of his episodes ever. Right. So I think that there's gonna be a plot twist with him and what he's gonna pull on us. Maybe maybe we're gonna see him use the same scorpion for the ice dragon. I mean, maybe maybe that's where Bronn goes down. I thought the scorpion's gone though. It is. So yeah, we can't build another one. Yeah, I know. I'm sure they sure. got some at King's Landing. I'm sure they're tired. Strapping yeah. a city and spear point on the end of that thing. Kyburn has a backup. <laughs> <laughs> in that trailer, when Jamie screams, do we know what Jamie screams? Because I've kind of watched that over and over again, and it kind of sounds like he screams Bronn. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't yeah. know what it is, but it's just. I. I love Braun, and I think he's gonna he's gonna be gone favorite. early. It's a good too. good person to kill off, though, right? Because he doesn't <laughs> have uh, a house that he's loyal right. to. So there's he's not important to the overall yeah. arc. He's just the character that we like because he's been good comedic relief, right? Yeah, because of that actor, really. Good, I mean, yeah, right. Great. Good way to a good person to kill off, though. <laughs> there's gonna be. I feel like a lot of characters are gonna die like that quickly, and they the, have to. Yeah, like. Um, Jorah, I think, is going to be another one. Like, I mean, his storyline oh, yeah. is pretty much wrapped up. I mean, he, like... She's Danny not that into you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Danny banished him, and uh, he came back and redeemed himself. And, it, I mean, his stories came full circle already. So, I mean, it's about time for him to die, too. So Jorah's going to see John and Danny kissing at, like, a at a moment. And he's going to get stabbed. <laughs> like, that's how he's going to go down. Right. He's going to just be he's looking... Gonna be distracted. He's going to Harry carry himself. Because <laughs> can't handle that. I'd be... You know, I I'd be, I wouldn't mind seeing Dario again. Mm. You know, we left him in Marine. Which version? Well, I know <laughs> Dario one or was, Dario two. First one was cute. For those of you who don't know, they <laughs> switched the, the actors the there. Like I thought, I thought he did a good job. I don't know why they ever decided to switch. And plus, he looked more like the Dario. I guess he, he definitely took looked a, more like took him. Took a different yeah. acting job. Right. By the but, way, uh, 
side note, you know, about switching actors. I was watching uh, some videos on YouTube, and all of a sudden now all my suggested videos are coming up about the mountain and, his, <laughs> you know, how he's a, the world's strongest man. Yeah, right. And uh, he recently had, like, Bell's palsy and his face was paralyzed, you know, which goes away. It's only a couple-month yeah. thing. But uh, he was working with the Minnesota Vikings, and it just doesn't feel – sorry if you're a Vikings fan, but it just doesn't feel <laughs> – as cool to see somebody break character and be like, I lift rocks and I'm going to blow the horn at the Vikings game when you are like the scariest person on the show, Um, especially with those evil dead eyes he's got now. Well, that's like with uh, that new Motley Crue movie on Netflix. Um, The guy that plays... um Oh, uh, Ramsey? Ramsey Bolton yep. is one of the band members. Uh, My husband pointed it out, and I was like, no, it's not. Kind of in <laughs> denial. Not he has like this it. long black wig on, and then <laughs> Eric's like, yeah, it is. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. yeah. Everyone keeps going with uh, Game of Thrones themed names for like kids and animals now. Like, is anyone going to use Ramsey? Is that ever going to get uh. used? Or is that is that name like dead for the next 10 well, years? Unless you really don't like them. Right. <laughs> yeah, what names would be acceptable? Like, would Melisandre. Tyrion, I'm trying, I'm trying to get Tywin for my cat. Tywin, I think Tywin would be a good one. Cersei's kind of controversial as well. I mean, Jamie's still fine, obviously. Danny, uh, Danny's good. There's not a lot of great names there. Bron would be fun. Yeah, Bron, Bron would, would be, be a good Bron. name. Bron. Yeah, Bron or Bran. <laughs> I have either. <laughs> um, speaking of pop culture and breaking character, though, so when we talk about the mountain doing videos on YouTube, um, so I spent the day trying to track down the Game of Thrones Oreos. Didn't find any in Yankton. I am going to Sioux Falls tomorrow. There's a chance I will find some there. I've heard of a few places. You, you I could have done it for you. Yeah, I could have found them. What were you not paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy chasing down the scotches. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> so we actually have the the last three bottles of the Game of Thrones beer. You know, they've Oma Gang's made several of them. Um, we're gonna crack those open on that last episode. So um, we've got those reserved, but there's also a Game of Thrones Mountain Dew coming out. Um, it seems like we're almost, this series needed to end. Right. Because <laughs> the jumping the shark thing is starting to happen right now when it's on every package of Oreos and Mountain Dew and in pop culture. And when I see Jon Snow on the Tonight Show. Shoes. Yeah, just just a little much. Urban Decay, which if you guys don't know, that's like a women's like big makeup brand. They're coming out with a Game of Thrones huge like palette that's coming out on April fourteenth, and the makeup brushes are swords. <laughs> are you buying? Probably. <laughs> right, will you open it or will you just keep it on the shelf as like a trophy? I'll open it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Okay, so we were trying to talk about how this last season ended. So, in particular, what was the last scene that we saw as a viewer? Was it was it the dragon going after the wall? Yeah, the wall coming down and then the, the army marching. The marching. Past. And so at that point, we're left to believe that, that uh, Tormund and Beric are dead, but they're not because we see Wait. them in teasers. Because we needed them alive. Right? We needed them alive for what? I mean, I just, love I do love Tormund. I, I can't wait for the Tormund, Hound, and Brienne scene, like when they're having a beer in Winterfell. Mm. I think it's going to be a wonderful scene. Yeah, I that, think it's going to happen in episode one. That's a vicious love triangle right there. <laughs> <laughs> or hate triangle. Yeah, yeah, either or. Depends which direction. So do they have a... What's their role going to be, though? So Beric and the Hound, I think, have something. They have some unfinished business. I don't understand why the Hound is hanging out so closely to him and watching in awe every time he dies uh, or, or gets brought back and the hound looking into the fire and talking about his visions like there's something there but he's on his last life oh that's right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so Melisandre could I guess still technically bring him back to life but I mean Thoros is dead for sure so right that's what I mean Thoros yeah one of the things in the books that I mean how Beric actually ends up going out is that he forfeits his life to bring back Catelyn Stark mm-hmm. as Lady Stoneheart I'm kind of wondering if we're going to still see something similar to that of you him think forfeiting Lady Stoneheart his could debut. No, in no, eight. no they gone. will not do it. No, but I mean him giving up his life either for John oh, or for Danny else, yeah. for somebody yeah. who he believes is serving the Lord of Light greater than he, than himself. Right. And so I could see that. I don't know what's going to happen with Tormund. I think we just. I think they want to have that wildling presence still. Yeah. Right. There's got to be somebody like representing the wildlings when everything is over. And yeah, I feel like he's just there. Right. <laughs> Every house represented. Right. Plus, uh, his, him macking on Brienne is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So, 
But who's representing my, my friends down here? <laughs> I mean, they're all gone. The real OG, <laughs> Tyrell. Yeah. So, okay. So we talked about how that season ended. So season eight, episode one, we only have six episodes to do this. So we can't have just a slow setup here. What's going to happen on episode one? We're all jumping to episode three already when the big battle's happening. What do you expect to happen in episode one? I think it's the common understanding that it, the scene's going to open and we're going to land in Winterfell with Danny and John, which is the teaser already? that we saw. Yeah. I, we only got six episodes. I don't yeah. think they're going to waste time with I mean, this they one. can't. Like, or else we're <clears throat> spending the whole season in Winterfell. And, yeah. I mean, yep. We because we already, yeah, we got to introduce, we got to introduce Danny to Sansa, which we kind of saw in some of the clips. We have to have, all the, you know, Winterfell and all of the North Lords are going to have a fit because it's a foreign... You know, um, and then we're gonna have the brown, we're gonna have the reunions all in that episode. Arya, John, everyone, everything we've oh, been right, waiting so. for. We're gonna have John finding out he's a Targaryen. We're gonna have Danny. Oh, that's dealing gonna happen that. that quickly. I, I think, think so. so. I think so. I think that they're gonna hit it. Yeah. I think so. I think it might be the end of the episode, though. That might be the thing. That oh, sure. They, they yeah, leave you with like that. Danny looking at him like, uh. So who tells? I could see that. I could see that. Who tells? Is Samuel there? I mean, yeah, Samuel is there. You saw him in a scene with Bronn. Um, that's going to be an awkward conversation too when Danny gets there and <laughs> Sam's or Sam's going to be standing there. She's like, "Yeah." John's going to be like, "Sorry about now, Sam." Go see Gilly. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I think like when when you had told me that you know one of the things was what's going to happen in episode one. My first thought was like it's just they're just going to play like the boys are back in town because everyone's showing up to mm. Winterfell. Like everyone's coming right. in all at once. Um, but there's a lot of like interesting reunions that are going to happen. Arya and Gendry. I mean, is Arya oh, just going to yeah. creep Gendry out? Like, the last time she was this, like, fierce little girl, but uh, a little, little sociopathic now. Right. There's, a, there's a lot of people that think those two are going to end up together. I, I, I do. I think it's going to happen. supposedly in an interview, George Martin, kind of getting off here, but George Martin said that um, the way it's going to end, you can go watch se- or episode one. Like, it's, it's, it's detailed in episode one, season one. And in episode one, uh, Robert Baratheon says to Ned, I have a son and you have a daughter. That's beautiful. I know. I just got the chills. <laughs> Ties it but, all in. Yeah, you know. So you, I guess there's so there's a lot of people that are on that bandwagon thinking that. Danny and Sam's going to be super interesting, though. Right. Um, yeah. I, just, I don't know how you know your best friend and your new girlfriend who killed his whole family. Like, well, how does that really Plus, play out for John? Right? <laughs> but do you think he'll care? I mean, he's really mad at his dad. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna brush over it. Like, yeah. He's gonna give one of those. He's gonna be like, I'm like, so sorry, but your dad's so freaking stuff. Dickon was a nice guy, though. <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But they'll definitely address it. I think the the other one is Jamie and uh, and uh, Bran. I mean, the yeah. last time oh, they yeah. saw each other, he pushed him out a window and set this all in motion. And Bran's gonna likely say something disembodied and really like compelling with no information yeah. about how it was all part <laughs> of the bigger plan. Zero emotion. <laughs> yeah. But in the teaser, they were in that great you know the great dining of Winterfell, where it's kind of like where the great lords sit, and then the great the head families at the yep. top. And it's almost like Jamie is pleading his case, saying like, you know, here, I'm here to fight, like, whatnot. Right. It's not about allegiances or whatever, he says. So he's, and I'm it's like he's fight for the living. Yeah, it's like he's mm-hmm. pleading his case. Like, I think that he's going to have to, he's going to have some explaining to do. Well, he's the only one that showed up. I mean, that's going to be, I think he's the only one to explain that. So the rest of the army, uh, not here, <laughs> are actually taking back the rest of Westeros. But there's me yeah, <laughs> with one hand. That is true. Bran will have some, like, really boring statement that's going to be like by taking my legs you gave me eyes you right. know, it's Brian just, could care less about when he just cuts into anything Littlefinger says with a weird snippet right. from the past <laughs> Littlefinger's always oh, like oh by the way I want to talk about Littlefinger so not <laughs> not about him specifically <laughs> but about Robin is oh, yeah. there a future for Robin Aaron I so mean, if if you're not familiar we're talking about the creepy little kid who lived in the veil and breastfeeding yeah breastfeeding on his mom at like age 11 uh 10 whatever and he loved to watch the the men fall down the hole moon door yeah the the moon door fly (laughs) and uh he also was easily manipulated by little finger and so little finger was able to use the veil and their army to come and save john and everything but is young robin gonna make an appearance I doubt it. 
I mean, he doesn't really add much to the story at this point. Like, I think he's going to sit on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Knights of the Veil are teased throne? fighting in the in the trailer. Well, the, yeah, the Veil's still there because... Um, I don't see him fighting, but yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lord... Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I could see his face, the head of the Knights of the Veil. Yeah. Well, and they've come in and saved us before at the Battle of the Bastards. Lord Royce. Royce, there it is. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Roos. I don't know. But, yeah, Royce. He's, I mean, he's with all the lords in Winterfell and stuff, and, I mean, he's practically the leader of the Vale right now. Well, I mean, Robin is, but... Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I, I saw somebody point out, like, on that first um, preview, that, you know, you see that nice um, planet Earth scene where the dragons are flying through that it kind of looks like they're flying towards the veil but i don't know what use bringing him to anywhere would do yeah he's useless i mean it, <laughs> sansa, sansa can control him clearly right and i think yeah. that's i think he's <laughs> a lock for her but yeah i don't know i mean unless somehow he's matured in like a year or something he's, just... well, he's not breastfeeding anymore <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he and uh, well, liana mormont will, nurses, will be I a nice pair. i love liana mormont i some like me and my brother were texting about this like I s- we kind of want like Liana Mormont to sit on the Iron Throne. I should have got, got you a Liana Mormont yeah, shirt. I'm sorry. The queen that, that we deserve. Oh, so right. we're talking about like the, the nine-year-old who had the amazing speeches, yeah. right? Yes. Where she put all the men in her place. <laughs> so <laughs> compelling. Just commands the room. I love it. Yeah. You get goosebumps every time she talks. Lord Manderley is just silenced. Right. So we had like the uh, the Car Starks and the other houses who were not going to stand with House Stark. And she got up and gave this speech. Can anybody recite it? No. I think... Um, Bear Island knows no king but the king of the north. Whose <laughs> name is Stark. She basically just called out all the lords and just like put them in their place. What do you think she, the first statement she says to Jorah Mormont is going to be? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, just, that just came him. up. She's, like, she's, she's going to call like, him out for his sins. Right. She's just, like, go to timeout. Like... Yeah. <laughs> She she like with one speech delivered more shame than walking through all of King's Landing with a bell. <laughs> right. She doesn't seem very fun, but uh, I, love her. I love it. So House Fry's done, right? We're not going to see anybody from Frey. House Fry. She, Frey. she yeah. left. She left that one girl alive and said, "Go tell him. Tell him what happened here. Tell him that Winter is here." Well, and she was afraid by marriage, but yeah, you know, that's she was true. what the like the eighth wife or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean all all this. But I'd say they're done. All yeah. the okay. men in House Frey are dead. Edmure Tully. He's still alive. Ooh, so he got any, back. any role in this? I don't it seems know. Where, like his where do we leave arc him? Was he's still in, he's been River Run as a but like a prisoner in River Run with yeah. the Lannister forces and stuff. I think. I it mean, seems like the the climax of his character was when he headed out with Jamie, right? That or when just yeah the taking of River Run or whatever. I mean, and the Blackfish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do we think the Blackfish is really dead? They said he was dead. They delivered that news. But is he actually dead? I mean, you heard fighting, didn't, didn't we, when, like, Brienne was floating away? Yeah, I just don't want him to be dead. I know. He was a good character. It'd be great to see him riding in with, like, a host. Right. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. So so we're not sure if uh, if we see an appearance from Robin Aaron or if we see an appearance from uh, Ed Miratulli or any of the phrase. Those houses might be done. We might not have enough time for them. So then we get into the Greyjoys. And we've got Euron, we've got Theon, we've got Yara, we've got Aaron, uh, all alive. What's going to happen? Last time we've seen Aaron, that's the priest brother, right? Uh huh. Yep. Yep. He he kind of put he kind of put Theon and Yara in their place, and that was kind of it. But I don't know if they ever actually identified him as a brother in the show. Yeah, like he is he is in the books, but they never really said it in the show. I don't think. Right. Sure. Um. Well, and Euron, is, we don't exactly know what he's doing, but supposedly he's going across seas to bring back. The Colton Company? Yeah. Yeah, so, and I just... Who going again? Our like cell swords. Yeah, so I, I really think that, I think that they're being dispatched by the Iron Bank not to help Cersei. Mm-hmm. I think really? that, I, I mean, who bets, against, who bets against the Targaryen with dragons? When they're fully grown dragons in Westeros, now with a Northern Alliance... I mean, who bets against that? And That's true, but they did just make a buttload of money off Cersei. Because she paid all the debts, right? right? Right before the loot train scene. Yeah. So but sh- now they don't need her. Right. I mean, that's she's expendable now to them. True. Yeah, that's, that's something to think about. And they've always played a big role in having a lot of power higher up because of how much money they have. And We've they, bet got a, they bet on the winner. 
Well, guys, we've got a lot more names to get through. <laughs> Go. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk more Game of Thrones. talking game of thrones on three ravens remember if you haven't subscribed yet subscribe on any podcast player share it out we're going to be talking about every episode of game of thrones on this final season we're kind of sad here but we are running through what we expect to happen in episode one we were just talking about the gray joys anybody think that there's a story arc to these gray joys well i think um, obviously, after John gave Theon his uh, little pep talk and he had that little brawl on the beach with the Greyjoy men, uh, I think we're going to see Theon rescue Yara pretty quickly within the, like, the first or second episode. I, I think potentially we could see maybe like Theon giving his life to save Yara or something, so that way he finally gets a little bit more redemption from all the mistakes he's made in the past and whatnot. So Yeah, I feel like he kind of has nine lives. His time's coming. Right. I mean, when John when John spoke to him in that throne room, like that was an awesome scene in the seventh right. season. To like yeah. see to see him just kind of finally come to that realization of the thing he's been struggling with for his angst forever. Right, you don't have to pick. You're a Stark and a Greyjoy. Yeah. Like, which is kind of how I've always felt with him. Like, even though Theon's done all these terrible things, like he's was always kind of just like stuck in the middle, and I kind of like sympathize with that. He's in that kind of soft spot for him, but so. It'd be nice to see his story arc come back around. I think there has to be a point. I mean, like the the Martells, it kind of seemed like, why did we bring him into this story? Like right. in the show? Like it was like, up, down, they're gone. Right. Or now still being tortured forever by Cersei. Yeah, um, and add them to the list of a house. Mm, gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think the, the Greyjoys have to have something. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Yara will, I think, hopefully survive and the Greyjoys will still be around at the end because, I mean, I think she's the future of the house. Um, obviously, Theon can't have any kids or anything, but, uh, but yeah. there's adoption. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's adoption. Yeah, I, I in the books they kind of hint that um, that the Greyjoys are kind of what equips the prince who was promised, like with armor of Valyrian steel, right. with a horn that binds a dragon. Yeah, like he, they kind of have all those tools. A, something um, about the rock and salt or something. Yeah, like that. but we haven't yeah. seen much of that in the show, so I think it'll probably be just um, that conclusion. The the actor who plays Theon. Um, Alfie Allen is a, such a good job with it. Oh, yeah. He did a great job. So we're done with Dorn then, is that correct? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I had somebody today, so this is being recorded on Monday night, and I had somebody say, why are you canceling that event on Thursday? I said, well, there's a big blizzard coming, apparently. And they said, I want to live in Dorn, where the wine is great, not in Castle Black, <laughs> where it's snowing all the time, but we can't control that South Dakota weather. So uh, another couple names. Missande, Grey Worm, everybody loves that relationship, but uh, are they going anywhere? Yeah, I think they just kind of surface it for appeal to the show. Yeah. I don't know if they'll get too They're much They're kind of done it. at this point, aren't they? Yeah, they tease them making out, so who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's that, that, that kiss right before death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the high before you die. I mean, <laughs> we, we have to we have to wean down the, the cast. I mean, if you look at any of the promos, there's just so many people. They're, mm. they're going to wean it down throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I, think they're, I think they're going. So how many people die in episode one? What's what's the over under? Are we gonna say it's like five or is it like fifty? I mean, yeah, we're you're gonna p- have some sort of betting board. Like, can we, we buy squares at Ben's Spots, Brewery? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we probably need to at least. Like, maybe we could even just draw who sits on the throne at the end because it's kind of a guess at this point, right? So, oh, it's totally a guess. I think Vegas odds right now is uh, Braun has the highest odds, uh, the best odds to really? sit on the Are you right kidding now. me? Yeah, so Vegas knows that one coming. That yeah. I, is there going to be a throne at the end? I kind of think there's not going to be a throne at the end. I, I thought about that too, that like everybody kind of just goes back into their like, own separate kingdoms or something and like there's... I think it'll be a council or, of some yeah. sort. The well, Night King does not win though. Or does he? We don't know that. Yeah. But in Danny's vision, the House of the Undying, she walks into the throne room, and when she gets close to the throne, um, like the whole the whole throne room is like torn apart, and the the roof is off. Yeah, so, right, right. You know that could be signifying that you know the throne isn't there, or you know that doesn't mean that the actual it's going to be gone. But that's something to kind of think about too. Is it's a pretty strong parallel to that Winterfell teaser. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do look a sure. lot alike between that vision and, and that. And they're going to come back with Danny's uh, visions for the House of the Undying, I think, a lot. So does Sansa have something left to give? Or was her story arc already kind of perfected by getting House Stark in order? I think she she owes one to Cersei. She's going to one-up Cersei on something, and she kind of teased us that in Season 7 when she said, I learned a lot from her. Because mm-hmm. she put her through a lot, and she you know she she did learn a lot from her. And, um, a she, figure, too. Yeah, yeah, and she always, you know, Cersei always made a point to tell, you know, the little dove something or, like, teach her something about being at the tip of the throne and, like, having, like, all the power. Like, she was always teaching her. So I think we're going to see that come full circle in her story because that's how we're going to feel, only way we're going to feel complete with that. I, I love the idea that nobody actually gets what they want, except for maybe Sam. <laughs> well, that's but, exactly. Right. I mean, George R. R. Martin, he's not going to make a happy ending. No, here, so I, I mean, right? Sansa. Sansa always wanted to be a lady in the south, yeah. right? She's yeah. going to rule in the north. Right. <laughs> you know, John never wanted to be king. He just wanted a family. I think all the Targaryens are going to be dead except for him, and mm. he's going to be ruling, um, in some fashion. Danny only ever wanted to see the Iron Throne and sit on it. She'll die without ever seeing it in the north. Um, Danny's n- definitely not getting the throne, right? I I almost I don't think he. I'm starting to like lean towards her and Nor- Oi and John like not sitting the Iron Throne. Yeah. I think they. I think House Targaryen. It's too obvious. Be done. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I hope not because I mean they're both great characters and stuff. But I don't know. It just. Yeah, it's, like you said, it just seems like the easy way out. Well, as I sit here in my Stark Targaryen Westeros <laughs> again shirt, I do have to agree. I think it would be the obvious, but. You know this whole story of ice and fire. This is around Danny and John yeah, and the right. Azores. I like they said it's going to be from Targaryen bloodline. Well, and their so baby think, can't like grow up that fast, no, right? And sit no, on the throne. But he, you know, he is what a lot of this is getting. Like Melisandre yeah. said, like her role was to put ice and fire together, which was Danny and John. Yep. Like she directly tells us they are the ice and fire. Mm. Right. So. But what, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to survive. No. They could save the whole world and everything, but. But they could have a little baby. Yeah, and then we're going to have Battle of the Babies with Cersei's Battle baby. Battle of the Babies. Uh, <laughs> it kind of does make me think that this whole thing is going to end up as some sort of a, a truce, kind of a, a cyclical ending that we're going to get a... We're going to have this battle. Everything's going to end. People are going to retreat to their areas. And then we're going to see some ravens going off in the future. And they're going to see... The people, uh, what the people beyond the wall doing their thing again, the White Walkers way, way up north. Because we haven't gotten very far up north yet either, have we? Mm-hmm. Not according to the books. No. And, you know, speaking of the retreat and peace, you know, what we know, we don't know a lot about the long night and the last time the White yeah. Walkers came, which was, what, 8,000 years ago? But they say that, you know, the. Um, the prince that was promised like came in and basically they fled back well we've never but we don't know that that's the true story yeah. so what hbo is kind of teased with this prequel is that we're going to see the real story of the long night and i think what and like what a lot of thoughts are is what's going to come is that we're going to learn like that 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 might not be what actually happened they didn't flee back but there was a peace offering of some sort yeah. which we've what we've kind of been known to know about the baby boys with crestor yeah, but going through the night fort. I mean, yeah. through that door that's only for yep, four yep. brothers. And so that's their yeah, first, there's there's a lot more that castle. we don't know about that. That's going to come full circle, possibly at the end of season or of this season, but episode three with you know maybe the battle of this. Maybe there will be a peace treaty of some sort. Yeah, and so you could see then. Okay, John and Danny are still alive. They have a baby. Life is looking good. We've got a way to rebuild our castles to have a way of life. And then you see these ravens flying off and they come across. We're just going to deal with this. Winter is coming, but it's a long ways away in the future. And so we're just going to keep repeating this cycle, potentially. That's one way if Danny and John survive. It's like the Matrix. (laughs) I I, I wonder if the first episode might kick off with a brand vision of something like that. So, I I mean, sort of like that episode with the Hound, like when the Hound comes back and you don't really, just all new characters happening and then in the end, you see the hound as it starts to zoom out. It's going to be like that, but you see Bran in the end. I mean, just standing there looking typically Bran creepy. Right. Um, but I'm wondering, I mean, that would be an interesting way for them to open the season by giving more context to what's coming um, and without having to just dive deeply into it. A quick little teaser in the beginning. So, Ryan, I've, I've asked Josh and Brooke about this before, but 
what is Bran's role in relation to the Night King? Is he the Night King? He was marked. What 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 do we see out of him? Well, I mean, Bran himself says he's not really Bran anymore. Mm. Uh, when he has that heartfelt goodbye with Mira, um, you know, just really a lot of passion in that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for you know your years of service. You mean nothing goodbye. to me. Um, I, you know, and Mira's done too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mira's done. Yeah. My favorite theory from long ago, early on, was that Mira and John were twins. I, th- mm. I thought that was going to be yeah, wonderful. They're the same yeah. age, Hal right. Reed and Ned Stark. That would have been great. But right. um, I think, I think that I mean, Bran has to be integral in bringing down the Night King. I think that has to happen. And I, I you know, one of the things that struck me when I rewatched season seven the last time is that when, when he's looking at that dagger from Littlefinger, he says it was meant to kill me. And when he passes over to Arya, he has this like look of regret on his face. And I really think either he's going to be warged in, um, he's going to be stuck as the Night King. I've seen some theories about that. Yes, and, mm-hmm. you know, yes. But yes. I think that's going to be what happens: is that Arya kills Bran with it? Because Jojen tells you, know, Jojen teaches him about, you know, ooh, I got excited there. <laughs> oh, the, the wine almost. And Jojen says, yeah, don't spend too much time doing anything, or you know, or like in any anyone, or you'll get stuck there. Pretty much, he says, like you won't be the same. Right. So, I, and Jojen had a big role in teaching us all this, and he was kind of a goofy character that kind of in the show. But he taught Bran, and I think he laid a lot of the groundwork for what's Bran to come. I think that's. I think it has to be something to do with that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just Bran really is. You know, there's they re- reference it again um, later on. But early on, Ned talks about the lone wolf dies when winter comes. Bran was the lone wolf. I mean, he was out north all alone with nobody else, um, and Bran didn't really come back. So mm-hmm. he he really doesn't serve. But as they're a Stark all kind of lone wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, all their plot lines the last how many seasons they were alone. But now they're all back together. Packs arrives. Yeah. So that going back on that Bron thing, I, when I was just rewatching, um, there's that scene where you know Jojen, Mira, and Bran are caught, and they're like um, they're tied up, and it's it's really like random scene where Jojen's arm starts on fire, and they ask Mira says, "How will we know it's the end?" And Jojen like looks at his arm on fire, and he says, "It, you'll know." And then it's like, done end. Like what are you? I had no idea how to take that. I, I also do you like, remember that? I do. I I remember that from my, from rewatching it, and it's just like I almost thought of it as if he was at that point like having delusional thoughts because he was pretty. I think that was after he was already kind of ill. Yeah. North, but right. I don't know. It had fire in it. That's their favorite symbol in this show. So we all think Bran's gone, though. Is that one thing I want him to do? I kind of talked about this last time with uh, Arya and uh, Namira. Um. So I, I'm I'm just obsessed with Nymira and her army of wolves. I think yes. I'd want them to play a role in the show so bad. <laughs> and, I think you're gonna get it right. And like, so in in the books, all pretty much like we all we know Bronze a warg, but in the books, like all the Starks are wargs, even though they don't know it. Like John and Arya, especially, they have like dreams and visions of where they're like. In animals, especially they're direwolves, and they just don't kind of realize it that they have the ability. And so, like for the longest time watching the show, I was like, I can't wait when Arya gets back, and she's gonna meet Namira, and she's gonna warg into her, and there's gonna be just an army of wolves at Arya's disposal. <laughs> but, uh, but obviously, we've not seen any signs of Jon or Arya in the show having warg abilities, but Bronn still does. So I'm hoping that maybe he can warg into Namira and control her little army slash pack of wolves and do some damage there. I would I would just I'd love to see it. I think it would be such a cool storyline. But instead Namiria's sitting there and you see like it's like texting on an iPhone, you see like the three dots pop up right. and then go away. Left you on the slowly recedes back. Right. <laughs> Children of the forest, are they done? Do they have a role? They created the the well, they created the Night King, right? Yeah. I mean yeah we saw that scene where I mean, they created the Night King to fight the First Men way back when, thousands of yeah. years ago. So, so are they? Uh, do they have a role in defeating the Night King? I mean, I think they're all dead. The last of them were. Yeah, she sacrificed her life so mm-hmm. Bran could get out. Right. That was back in the Hodor scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another heartbreaking. So one. done. Tragic. Done with the children of the forest. I think in the show they're kind of represented through Bran at this point. Right. Um, I think in the books that's going to be a lot deeper, but yeah. um, because of what the Isle of Faces and. Everything that happened with Robert's Rebellion, or everything that happened with um, Rhaegar going after Lyanna, all happened after they had this like visit at the Isle of Faces. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be a lot bigger, but 
think right now it's kind of represented by Brand in the show. Right. Or Brand's visions. They yeah. could give us a good flashback. Yep. We talk about Mira. Uh, so her dad just disappeared from the show. He he was in the Tower of Joy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that saved Ned. He was his right hand man. He just hung out the whole time. All this stuff's been going on. His best friend's getting his head cut off in King's Landing, and he's just hanging out, fishing, having a good time. <laughs> right. His kids are off. I mean, what's what's going on there? Just. I mean, it's too late for Holland Reed to make an appearance now, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, re- reading the books, like you come to the realization that Holland Reed is potentially is the only person alive that knows that who's what Jon Snow's real. Yeah, right. Is. He could have yep. solved this a lot quicker than Sam. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it just it'd be kind of pointless to bring him in the show now, even though he did play like one of the most important roles in the history of the show slash story. But like, yeah. I think Mira's going to show up, though. Mira's so, going to be back? I think she's going to be back okay. for one of the battles. And if she is, she in the I cast? wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. Brooke, I, I, thought, I don't know I thought is. I read that. Yeah, I thought I read that she wasn't cast. Oh. But you never know. Like, some of that stuff, you just don't, you don't know. Well, how much airtime do they have to get before if, to be actually cast? Like, that, that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's probably union. They probably just need to be, like, showing up. And right. Like, you're going to be credited. Careful, he works for the union. <laughs> oh, what union? Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you here to unionize my bar? It's okay. I'd be, uh, just, so, I'd be in just support of it. Just two of the three Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk about Ravens, by the way. So there's three of us. How come they only send one on these important missions? It's like, really? You've got the most important news? Um Let's just send a raven. One raven to do it. <laughs> I mean, we can take down dragons, but, you know, we'll just send one raven. I would send a flock. <laughs> so you asked, you asked about Bran. Yeah. How, do you all think Sansa's going to make it? Is yeah. That, I think Sansa is going to be the future of House Stark. I think so, too. I mean, I, I think she has to. Uh, I think so. I think her character is already mired in conflict internal conflict and i think that's perfect for how a show should end is somebody who has a mixed picture of what are good and is. bad yeah. and you know i mean she's represents that they've spent a lot of time building her character on screen time i really want ari to live but i i like i i saw this and i went and looked at it and it, it's isn't it, there's an expert an excerpt in um the first book that talks about her being found in the spring as the snow melts with a needle clutch tight in her hands. John says it to her as like a joking, mocking thing, but it really made me worry about her fate after the Battle of Winterfell. I mean, it, I yeah, the only way I see her winning is like her and Gendry just like leaving Westeros, like just they row away. Yeah, just just bounce. We're out of here. Good luck, everybody. She has that inner ninja, so you just never know. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, random question for you guys that have read the books. If you could have Bran's vision show us one scene mm. from the books like that are like absolutely your number oh. one that you want to re-see. Mine's Tourney of Harrenhal. Ooh. Yeah. The Tourney of Harrenhal with the... With, when he gives the laughing Liana tree. the... Yep. Yeah. Um, when Rhaegar gives Lyanna the rose instead of in Elia front of Martell. his wife, right? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. what I was talking about with the Isle which of Faces, which they've shown, with yeah. the, which they've talked about. Jerk in move. The, I think that they're going to give us a good flashback. I think so. It's just. I would love to see the burning of Summerhall, but they haven't even talked about that in the yeah, show. Yeah, that's no, exactly. Right. In, in in Duncan Egg, like it's that's what that's it's all building up exactly. to. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, let's let's get there. It's yeah. such a good story. Um, like, it's got to be like kind of like the seed planted for this whole series. Right. That's why exactly. I think Tourney of Harrenhal might do it. Um, I don't know. I, there's, I mean, yeah, I just had to throw that out. I guess if I, I if time. I had a, ch- <laughs> if I had a chance to control the visions, I would probably go watch Liana kill Joffrey again. That was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably oh, just Lena, rewatch yeah. that again. Yeah, or or um the uh, Ruby Ford. Did where, I see Liana? Yeah, yeah. Where Robert Baratheon kills Rhaegar. Rhaegar. That'd be pretty epic. Did it oh, happen Lena, the way that they girl. say it did? We what don't you, know. What do, you, what do you mean? I don't know. What I'm just saying. I, I don't know. He says he killed him with a war hammer. Hit him right in the chest. That's all we know. There's also like a long... I mean, I will make this prediction like years years before it's going to get there because we're going to get those prequels, right? Right. I think that the long game that Rhaegar and Tywin actually were working on was putting in like a, a democratic form of government. 
before and then Robert ran off and started this rebellion. I would love to see that. I would love to see that conversation and, and that like that political part. You yeah. don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of, a lot of the actual politics happen. Be kind of like West Wing, but yeah, for, uh, <laughs> Westeros, <laughs> Westeros <kinda> Wing. <laughs> um, what are the prequels going to look like? Are they going to be worth watching? Are we yes. going to care about there's, them? There's so many good storylines out there that I mean they're not all like thought through and talked about, but um, like we were talking about the Tales of Duncan Egg, where they talk about uh, Aegon the Fifth, right? Yep. Uh, he was. He was Aemon's little brother. Yeah, he was Aemon's little brother. Um, he, he was king before Ares, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, and he, him and Sir Duncan the Tall, like they did so many crazy great things together. And then it all just tragically ended with the burning of Summerhall. With uh, nobody really knows what happened. It's all very vague. You just know that Aemon died, Sir Duncan the Tall died, and Aemon's heir, who was named Sir Duncan the Small, who was named after Sir Duncan, but. Like I just, I just think that's a fascinating storyline. Like you said, like it could all just set up for what happens for the rest of like all of Game of Thrones that we've seen so far. So Duck in the Tall is also kind of a ladies' man, like, but it's more written like a children's book. People kind of um, have talked about maybe he is an ancestor of Brienne. He's an ancestor of the Hound. He's an ancestor of Hodor. Hodor. Yep. I was just yeah. gonna ask if you've heard um, that. That's that's talked about a lot, and so it'd be really cool to see if they tease that or how that works, but. I think if if that's the direction they go with one of the prequels, it's going to be awesome. And then, like, also all the Blackfire rebellions. Like, I mean, ever since the Targaryens have landed in Westeros, like, the whole 300 years, there's been a history of, like, civil wars between the Targaryen family. And there was, there's four Blackfire rebellions or yep. something like that. So, I mean, you, they could pick any one of those and have a whole series based on it. So, so I think the, the key to any show is the showrunner, too. So, are we going to have the same people involved in these? Um, are we feeling strongly about the future of a spinoff? Because, you know, I've done the, the Better Call Saul thing, and they have the same showrunner there. The show's fine. It's just kind of slow moving, and it's hard when you know what the ending is going to be. So when you look at a prequel like Better Call Saul and you know how Breaking Bad ends, you're just kind of like, oh, man, when do we get to see uh, when do we get to see Walt? Right. <laughs> but some of these are only stories that they've teased about, you know, where we don't have answers for. Mm. And the other thing is Game But are of- they too nerdy is my question. Are they just for people like no. you who've read the books <laughs> I'm offended. 15 times? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here with a Khaleesi wig on and you're telling me <laughs> but, I'm being nerdy. But Game of Thrones is HBO's cash cow. Yeah. Like yeah. they have the money and the viewers to put into it. Like yeah. they could just show, they could show a slideshow and they'd have how many viewers. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they would have the viewers a for it. A I mean, of Oreos. <laughs> yes. I know what you're talking about though. I mean if they tried to make a, like a prequel of The Supreme Mm. It wouldn't have really. I already worked. know where it's going. Right. It's going to so, end in black. When's Tony um, coming? You know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but this world that George Martin has built is exactly. so elaborate. Like, right. there's so much that we don't know, and the history, like the Doom of Valyria, like all there's so much unknown. The Age Even, of Heroes, like, yeah, where all like, the great houses were pretty much formed. Like, yeah, it's there's just so much out there. Yeah, even in the, the World of Ice and Fire, which we've talked about, which is like the encyclopedia, it's like a history book, they don't touch on, like, they kind of still tease a lot of things. Right, like, me and Brooke have talked about this a few times. Uh, we think that, well, at least I think, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but House Lannister was, like, founded by a faceless man. Because there's there's this guy you called... Pay your debts. Right. There's this guy called uh, Londa Clever, who apparently was a... How was it? Was that house? Um, house Gardner. Yep. Apparently, he was the son of House Gardner, which they ruled the Riverlands uh, before, uh, not the Riverlands, the the Reach, the Reach before Tyrells did, and uh, apparently, uh, before like before the Lannisters ruled Castle Rock, House Casterly ruled Castle Rock, and he apparently made a trip over there and was hanging out at the castle and then there's just a bunch of different rumors about how all the castle men died but like apparently he fed them all the lions and or he just poisoned them all but somehow miraculously like they all all the castleys had brown hair and Lon the clever had brown hair blonde hair and all the women in the castle of house castle had blonde babies and he yeah, basically yeah, just I remember took that. Over. We have time. It'll all be interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's kind of a 
cool storyline, but like just stuff like that. There's so much information that like they can explain and stories they can tell. So. Well, we know we'll be watching the prequels. Right. This group will be watching <laughs> <laughs> over and over. Yeah. So, all right. It seems a little weird that we've gotten through this whole episode, and the only mention we had of Tyrion was that mm-hmm. he was up looking at a dragon with Varys. What's Tyrion's fate going to be? I think he's going to die because that's what die. he doesn't want. Nobody wants Tyrion to die. Tyrion should yeah. be on the throne. I know he should. <laughs> is I mean, is he going to be loyal to Danny this whole season? Oh, it seems like he's showing his doubts it a depends, lot. It depends if Jamie is because I could see him siding with Jamie after they kind of get back together, mm-hmm. you know. And Brother. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, like they're close. like that look on Tyrion's face when, when he realized uh, John and Danny were having sex was like... Uh, yeah, and then when look at the, the saddest, when, <laughs> and then also like when uh, she was burning um, Sam's family and stuff, he was They're just disgusted. Like, this is not right. what I signed up for. Right, which so, is what Jamie did when the Mad King was right. going to burn everyone. Well, so we kind of had a hard cut after Cersei was talking to Tyrion. Yeah, and then they came out and we have this whole resolution. But right before that, he's talking about how great. He believes Danny's going to be, and she um, contrasts by saying, "But you said she was going to burn King's Landing to the ground." And he has this look on his face, and it's yeah. one of the last moments you see before they close that scene. I just, I'm worried about it. I, he's I want not gonna, in, He's not loyal to Danny. Yeah, Is I want. I want him to be though. I mean, in reality, like, how could he? Like, do you really think like? Tyrion was has been that moves in the short amount of time he spent with Danny. Like he's too smart for that. Like, he was too drunk most of the time. Right. Really. Yeah. Exactly. And he but said that. And that was his only way out was to like give it all to Danny. And but now he's in a position where I don't know. But I don't think he'd do anything to harm her. Yeah. No. But I could see him actually coming over to John's side much more as this goes on. I mean, he's always respected his claim and stuff. He's always respected John. Oh, from the beginning. you mean Danny's not going to support John's claim? I don't know what's going to happen. I think so. <laughs> I think she, maybe. I, th- I think she respects the line of succession. Yes. I, I really think that you know, at first it's going to be a hard blow, and then she's going to be like, "Well, I think she's, she's going to be passive aggressive." She's always been about her birthright, <laughs> you know. She's always been. I feel like she's going to want proof. Like, yeah, her whole world's going to come. Dishes again. Yeah. yeah, or write it on a piece of parchment. <laughs> That's um, fine. When this twenty-three and me comes back, it is yours. <laughs> I you have I think my word. Like I think they, I think they're going to like intend to be together and rule mm-hmm. as king and queen. I just don't think Danny's making it out. Well, and it's like if every, from like what the history of Westeros has showed us, like every like Targaryen fight has been over the line of secession. Like the from the Blackfire rebellions to the Dance of Dragons, which we didn't talk about, but that would be another really cool prequel. The end of all the dragons, but but John's not one to fight over wanting. He doesn't he want doesn't to sit care. the Iron Throne. He doesn't care. Danny no. also wants Danny, to break the wheel. What is the wheel? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I never got that. Like, I love her. She's yeah, my girl. But. but if enough people want John to rule, John will rule. The Northerners are going to rule. I think. I need to be brooding. Yeah, again. I think <laughs> episode one through three, we're going to be fighting the White Walkers. And then from four, five, six is going to be, how is this going to end with the throne? Yeah. You think it's going to end up end for the White Walkers in Winterfell? I don't know. No, no not necessarily. It's got, but I it's think, gotta come. But south. it's gonna be the yeah. yeah. It's gonna be like that's gonna be the big battle. But obviously, like after that, I think that we're gonna play more on maybe the throne. I, I want to see the spinoff of the White Walkers and Dorne. That'd just be like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's <laughs> like got to spring break. There's got to still be like a whole army in Dorne. Like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> Walking well, in the sand, drinking wine. They right. got wiped out by urine, though. I mean, that's kind of Martell's did, but there's still. Yeah. I mean, there's still all the other houses. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, okay, so we got time for one last segment here, and this last segment is we're all going to predict who's going to sit on this throne at the end. You can give an answer of there isn't a throne, but you need to pick one person or it doesn't exist, and we're going to start with Mr. Kramer. Ah, that's too much pressure. Um, who, who sits I, on the throne who do I at think the end of on- season eight? I think, I mean, I think the easy answer is John's going to sit on the Iron Throne. Um, but, and, wrong. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll go back to my original pick earlier, uh, Lady Mormont. That's my, that's Ooh, my, that's my super like pick. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's, uh, your official answer is John. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brooke. There's no official answer. Right. Well, 
I want it to be John and Danny, hence my t-shirt, but I, something's going to happen with them. One's going to die, whatever. Maybe it's going to be their baby is going to, they're having a baby, let's so the, be honest. So okay? the, the baby's going to be the rightful heir to the throne, but it can't yeah. take it till their 18th name day or 16th name day, whatever we go by in Westeros. Do we see a baby in swaddling, like just laying on the... Mm crown well no because they can't <laughs> somebody has to r- rule it for them until that's right yeah <laughs> sansa yeah so that's what i mean somebody's gonna take over mm. mr ryan <laughs> i mean i don't brook you okay over there no i'm dying <laughs> i don't see how a baby can happen the timeline's off um <laughs> you know like I, I i want to be able to say john i think that's probably what that probability is yeah. but i don't think we're going to get a probable outcome I really think there's not going to be a throne. Right. Um, I think it's going to be some sort of a roundtable situation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole reason that we talked about. I know it's kind of lame. But yeah, we the whole reason we talked about that that the break the wheel was introduced at all. Um, I think it's going to be a bunch of different folks coming together to yeah. to rule. It's not the fun answer. Um, I, it'd be great if it was Jamie. All right, I'm a huge fan of Jamie. I'm a person who likes chaos. So who I would like to see is Robin Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Who I think it will be is Jamie. Really? That's I can get my behind prediction. You. Yeah. I love how Jamie's like story has like you hated him like for two straight seasons and then all of a sudden, oh this this guy isn't that bad when he starts hanging out with Breen and then like he all of a sudden just turns into one of your favorite characters. And He's gonna have his glory moment that he deserves though. There was something about him um pushing Bran out the window saying the things we do for love that I still was like Oh, how likable. What right. a likable guy. I, I can get that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but there was, an, there was an interview with this Nicolaj that plays his character. Highburn's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> what is this podcast I came up? <laughs> Nicolaj says that the his ending is beautiful. That's mm. how he words it. And so I read an article today about how he's really the only one that has said, that has worded it like that. Everybody else was like, oh, yeah. Beautiful sounds like death. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or, you know, him and Cersei dying together. Maybe. You oh, never know. Sure. Or maybe, yeah, him and Brienne ending up together. <laughs> but he's going to get his glory because remember at the beginning when they're looking through that, the book of the Great Knights and he has nothing on his page, he's going to do something to get himself There's in that no book. There's no better so way to it. Jamie's going to sit on the throne and he's going to have the all-time greatest hand of the king, Tyrion Lannister, right next to him. That is good. I, All right, I mean, Mark. I can get behind that. Tyrion's not making it. <laughs> Tyrion's not making it. <laughs> All right. Well, we had a fun time. We need to get out of this podcast before Brooke dies over here because uh, <laughs> winter has come to her her lungs right now. Um, so thanks for listening to Three Ravens. We are on 10 podcast platforms right now. So if you're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, Podbean, whatever, share it out with your friends. We'd love to hear your comments, your suggestions. This is going to take a different tone in the weeks ahead because today we were all playing prediction. We just rambled off a bunch of names and we said, "How? what's going to happen? Well, we now have showrunners who are going to tell us what happened. <laughs> so each episode from here on out is going to get a lot darker, a lot more interesting, and uh, we're interested to hear your discussion. So thanks for listening to Three Ravens. Guys, thanks for coming in. We, uh, we have a promo photo to take yet and I think you need to put that Khaleesi uh, oh, wig on there Ryan it, it was well worth it it was well worth it um, you know it's they're my my natural blonde locks that you'll see in the photo <laughs> well <laughs> and you did fail us all by not bringing us down Game of Thrones Oreos from Sioux Falls today there was so. no warning <laughs> um, even though those were, those were a thing to be honest with. oh my gosh I I'm going to put on a little weight over the next week because... <laughs> Game of Thrones, everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, well, thanks for that, having me. Thanks I, for it, coming this was, this was This was great. Um, I would wear a wig through a whole session. I mean, you know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> that's the, you're going to pay the iron price. I'm going to pay the iron <laughs> price. Well, guys, we're going to meet here in a week, and uh, this is going to get more interesting. Can't wait. All right, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Three Ravens, the podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones. We will be back next week with the Three Ravens and a new guest host as we talk about this final season of Game of Thrones. Thank you for joining us.